The following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't know what the dark web is by now, you might be living under a rock. If you really don't know, you're in the right place. The dark web is a piece of the internet that cannot be accessed by search engines or your normal ways of searching. You would need a special browser called Tor to access the dark web. Tor stands for the Onion Router. It is free and enables anonymous communication, directs internet traffic, and makes it difficult for a user's internet activity to be traced. With this level of privacy, the dark web becomes sacred grounds for illegal activity. You can buy credit card numbers, drugs, guns, counterfeit money, and more. Though, there are darker and more scarier places rumored to be on the dark web, like red rooms, snuff films, and murder for hire. You're listening to Unexplained Realms, the podcast. I'm your host, Anne, and in this episode, we will discuss the dark web's Besa Mafia. The dark web is seemingly the marketplace for all things illegal, but it's also home to an overwhelming amount of scam artists. Scammers promote some illicit activity and demand payment up front, but never delivering. For example, Red Rooms. Red Rooms are websites with live streams of people being beaten, tortured, and murdered in real time. Many believe they are simply urban legends as they are not searchable or easily found. This would be the case for murder for hire websites too. Most are rumored to simply be scams. Scammers take your money and never perform the murders. Or do they? I mean, it's not as if a hitman openly discusses his hits. According to the rational wiki page, hitman for hire sites are all scams. But in 2016, a user made an edit to the rational wiki page and it stated all murder for hire sites are scams, except for Besa Mafia. Besa Mafia states that it is run by the Albanian Mafia. They do not perform services themselves, but they match you with an assassin in your area with your preferred skills who will accept your rate of pay. Law enforcement became aware of this site in 2016 as well and believed it to be a scam just like all the other sites. That is, until a hit was actually carried out. In all other cases, there was no actual proof that any hits had been carried out. 
how do we know this? Well, that's because on April 25th, 2016, someone uploaded a file to a data-leaking website named Siphon. This file contained user information from Besa Mafia's database. You could find usernames, Bitcoin transactions, passwords, and messages. Photos of intended victims were leaked as well, but it appeared that none of the victims had been harmed. Instead, the owner of this site was simply taking money for hits and stringing customers along until they gave up. However, during this leak, the Besa Mafia website supporters argued that whoever linked the data could have just simply selected specific cases that hadn't been carried out yet. Though non-supporters stated that the site, just as all the others, was a fraud. Even Ross Ulbricht, the owner of the dark web's Silk Road, was unable to hire a hitman. And in fact, he was scammed out of $700,000 when he tried to order a hit on his former employee. If you're not sure what the Silk Road is, I'll explain. Basically, it was an online marketplace where users could buy goods that were illegal without law enforcement knowing. It was shut down by the FBI in 2013 and its creator, Ross Ulbricht, was arrested and sentenced to life in prison. Ross's attempt at hiring a hitman led authorities to find his other illicit activities on the dark web and ultimately arrest him. So if a creator of the dark web marketplace couldn't hire a hit online, how was anyone else going to? But still, orders continued to come in. One particular order came from the username DogDayGod. The user requested that a local dog trainer, Amy Allwine, from Cottage Grove, Minnesota, be murdered. The reason for the hit? The user Dog Day God had stated that Amy had torn her family apart. She went on to say that Amy was sleeping with her husband and her husband had left her. To make matters worse, she stated that Amy had been stealing clients from her business. This hit against Amy was included in the data leak and the FBI contacted Cottage Grove authorities. Cottage Grove authorities contacted Amy and her husband, Stephen. Both were shocked and had no idea why anyone would want to hurt Amy. They confirmed with authorities that Amy was not having an affair, nor was she stealing clients. Amy and Stephen, as well as the authorities, assumed it must be a sick prank. But just prior to this leak, 
and the authorities being involved. There were a few failed attempts that Dog Day God had paid for. The user Dog Day had even paid extra for an upgraded attempt. They initially paid for a car accident, but at this point it was becoming too hard to set up something like that. So the Dog Day user paid for arson, asking for the family home to be burnt down with Amy inside. Authorities were unaware of these previous attempts. As a matter of fact, they were unaware of any attempts. They simply warned Amy and her husband. To be safe, Amy and Stephen purchase a gun for protection. And by this time, the user, Dog Day, had paid nearly $11,000 for Amy's murder with no results. With no actual murders, authorities would continue to believe these were scam sites taking people's money. This meant no one was watching out for Amy. If the Bessa Mafia site wasn't real, would the person paying for the hit do it themselves? Luckily for the Allwines, vigilante hackers took the Bessa Mafia site down. The username Dog Day God was never found, nor was the owner of the site. But six months later, Amy Allwine was dead. Joseph, their son, and Stephen came home to find Amy's lifeless body on the master bedroom floor. At first glance, it appeared that Amy had shot herself. The gun lay on the floor near an elbow. Stephen calls 911 and states he thinks his wife may have shot herself. But once detectives arrive, they remember the Allwines from the murder threat and begin to believe this may not be a suicide. During the investigation that evening, Detectives notice areas that appeared to have been freshly cleaned and the body appeared to have been moved after death. Next, the gun was found near her left side, but the entrance wound was on the right side of her head. Nevertheless, as the investigation continues over the days and weeks, it is discovered that Amy may not have been able to even hold the gun as the drug scopolamine was found in her system. Scopolamine is a drug used to prevent nausea and vomiting that's caused by motion sickness. Amy had three times the normal dose in her system. Authorities believe the scene was staged and this led them right back to the murder for hire user, Dog Day God. By the second day of the investigation, authorities began looking in the Allwine's basement. 
they find large amounts of computers and other gadgets. This didn't seem odd at first, as Stephen worked in IT and was a deacon at their local church. But as they looked through his computers, they found that Stephen had an account on the website Ashley Madison and was actively involved with two women. He also had five other cell phones that he did not inform authorities about. Within one of those phones, cookies were left behind. If you're wondering what cookies are on a phone, well, they are small amounts of data left behind from websites and other apps that are stored on your phone. On Stephen's phone, they found cookies from a Bitcoin exchange. On another of the phones were notes with an address to a Bitcoin wallet, and it was the same address that the user Dog Day God used. Authorities also found searches for scopolamine and the dark web on Stephen's computers. It was very clear Stephen ordered the hit on his wife. His motive was to be with one of his mistresses, and divorce wasn't an option in his church. Unfortunately for Stephen, he'd used the name Dog Day God on all other accounts, linking him to this crime. He had also withdrew money from their joint account to buy the bitcoins to pay the Bessa Mafia. While Stephen was setting up his hit, he began to worry that the Bessa Mafia would rip him off. He had communicated with the site's admin, Yura, previously, so this time he sent a message to Yura and stated he wanted to use a third-party escrow service to hold the money until it was complete. However, this wouldn't work as an escrow company would want proof that the transaction was complete. There could be no proof of this work. Stephen finally paid, and this is when the failed attempts began. Or at least that's what Bessa Mafia said. After multiple requests and a lot of money spent, Stephen demanded the hit be carried out. But once it did not occur, he requested his money back. He received a message that indicated the site had been hacked. The message stated that the hacker would send all information to law enforcement if he didn't send over 10 Bitcoin immediately. Stephen was arrested in his wife's murder. He claimed he had nothing to do with it, but the evidence pointed directly to him. Yura, the site owner, was unable to be reached. His IP address was in Romania and most likely a fake. The site was taken down by hackers, so there's no way to find him. A few had attempted to research Bessa Mafia and find its creator, but instead ended up being a target for the creator, Yura. Eileen Ormsby, a lawyer, 
author, and freelance journalist based in Melbourne, Australia, was named as a creator of the Besa Mafia, as well as security analyst Chris Montero. Information was spread around the internet that these two individuals were the owners of the Besa Mafia site. But this was completely untrue. You see, Chris Montero hacked the site and shut it down, and Eileen Ormsby actively wrote a blog about the site. Neither were ever involved in running the site. To this day, some posts are still up stating the site was owned by them. Yura believed that Chris was responsible for the Bessa Mafia data leak, so he filled the web's with stories that claimed Chris was a co-owner of the Bessa Mafia site. Simply revenge. Along the way, authorities did believe Chris was involved, but their investigation proved he was not. Chris had tried to get FBI to shut the site down, but when they wouldn't, he took matters into his own hands. He hacked into the site and replaced its homepage with a closed door and some text. He then set the page to autoplay the song Farewell from The Sound of Music. Chris and Yura had a few message exchanges after Chris had written a blog stating the Besser Mafia site was not real and it was all a scam. Yura reached out and offered to prove the site was real. He asked Chris to send a name of an enemy Obviously, Chris declined. Even though Chris took Besa Mafia's site down, it didn't stop Yura. He went on to open another site called Cosa Nostra and branded it with different types of mob groups, including the Yakuza Mafia. Yura continued to email Chris and stated he was wasting the time and money of potential killers, which is why his sights should remain up. Yura believed he was deterring crime. He truly believed this and attempted to prove it. In 2018, the crime show 48 Hours did an episode on Murder for Hire, and it reached out to Yura. He sent producers names of customers and victims in an attempt to prove he was trying to stop crime. These tips led to the arrest of several of his customers. The show aired September 2018 and by June of 2019, Yura sent an email stating business had decreased and people believed it all to be a scam. He also stated he wanted to get out of the murder business and had opened a restaurant. With this information, 48 Hours worked with an intelligence analyst to take information from his dark sites and hopefully track Yura's whereabouts. They did track down a man who became combative with the team and an interview never occurred. To this day, Yura has never been found. 
As for Stephen Allwine, he claims he is innocent and was set up, though he is currently serving life in prison. What are your thoughts? Was Bessa Mafia real? Are there any real murder for hire sites? Or do you think Stephen Allwine was just really set up? Perhaps we leave this to the realms of the unexplained. If you're new, you can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you can get reminders when we drop a new episode. Don't forget to click on our sponsors' links when visiting unexplainedrealms.com with a variety of brands and products to choose from and the most exclusive deals just for you. 